0: Look, I can't control what anybody thinks about me or about my company. Um, Mm. All I can do is try to work hard every day to present ourselves, to do the right thing. You really gotta kinda take a moment every now and then to step back and really kinda analyze, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? How do you not drown
1: in overhead? What are some things that you kind of stay vigilant on as a team?
0: Well, I mean, the solution to being broke is to make more money, right? So, I mean, it really is that simple. So,
1: hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads podcast. And I'm with Stephen Soule today of CMR Construction Roofing. How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very well. we were talking about why some roofing companies take off and others fail. And in 2021, CMR Construction Roofing was the 10th in the nation as a roofing company with 178 million in revenue. That's pretty nuts.
0: Yeah, it's a wild ride for sure.
1: And uh, I I know that there's been a lot of principles and we're not going to boil it down, you know, from a hundred things to three things, but if you could kind of, what are some mindset principles that have brought you to where you are now? How, how, how have you done this?
0: Um, well, I mean, I think starting out, um, you know, 22 years ago in the roofing industry, I uh, started out on the sales side, but was always really focused on the technical aspects of it, um, doing the work right, knowing, understanding the work. And, um, and I think that served me well as I've grown our company and our culture within our company of uh, focus on being roofers um, and, you know, doing good work and, and, and the sales will follow.
1: I love that. I love that mindset. I know that you guys kind of have this goal of trying to do like half storm and half retail. What has driven that kind of mindset? Why Why have you pushed into that?
0: Um, well, as we've grown, um, we've had to take on more and more employees. Um, obviously with the storm scenario, it's, it's uh, pretty easy to run. A, uh, an operation that's mostly based off of independent contractor sales reps, uh, subcontractor crews and whatnot. But um, as you grow, you got to take on more and more employees um, direct overhead, especially running operations in Florida. Uh, it's an extremely employee intensive type operation. And <clears throat> you know, five years ago, I was looking down the road saying, hey, you know what's next for us as we're as we're growing and scaling? uh what's next for our people um hmm. and what happens if we don't have you know another Irma level event um to deploy to and and even if you do have an Irma level event you know how do you pick up all these people all these employees and move them uh, to that next place and so the thought process really um uh, uh, started to develop that we had an opportunity to make a leap to you know the completely different segment of the industry the retail market and uh you know and I'll, I'll be honest you know I wake up in the morning thinking about the commercial projects you know not so much the residential projects I've always um done that through my whole career so um just made the decision to to, to start pushing into into that realm um and uh you know it's 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 difficult to have a company that operates on both sides of the fence because they're just very, very different styles of operation. Um, just the the way that you uh, procure the work, did the work, um, perform the work, it's just very different. But um, I felt like we had the right toolset, the right and and the right people, and could bring in the right people to help us operate on in in, in both segments. And so that's what we've been pushing for.
1: Love it. What do you wish you could tell other roofing companies in the industry? Let's say you had all the other roofing companies gathered in a room and you are trying to elevate the industry. What do you want to tell them?
0: Oh, y'all quit. Just let me do them all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, they probably wouldn't hear me if I said it. So, (laughs) but, um, no, um, no, um, You know, I'd like for the roofing industry to be respected and I would like for the roofing industry uh, to be uh, something that is considered to be uh, a top tier profession versus Mm -hmm. um, what most people. I mean, what's the biggest comment you get when you hear that? Oh, you're a roofer. Man, that's really hard work. It's hot. You know, I mean, yes. Um, And, you know, the guys deserve to be respected for that. And uh, but unfortunately, you know, uh, I think the roofing profession um, has a tendency to be brought down, not by what the actual workers and what the actual, what, and, 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 and what the companies are intending to do. The roofing industry gets brought down by the bad apples. Right. And it gets mm-hmm. brought down by, um, um, by the things that, that, you know, maybe happen in the minority, but, you know, just have a tendency to, 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 uh, uh taint everything, you know, everybody else. And so, um, <clears throat> You know encouraging other you know all roofing contractors you know to act with integrity, um, to um, act with reasonableness, um, to um, um, just do the right thing. Um, mm-hmm. and in doing so elevate the industry and 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 uh, help the industry got, you know garner the respect that it that it deserves for the for the guys and gals that work so hard every day doing what we do.
1: I agree with you. Honestly, it's so funny because I've heard more about like the reputation of roofing companies after I really niched completely into roofing. And like, I, I heard the stories and different things. You know, I knew that there was like weird scammers out there and stuff like that, but I heard more of it now that I'm fully in it. And I didn't, um, I didn't know. I didn't know. So it's so funny. We kind of put that on ourselves, I think, a little bit in the roofing industry. And I don't think, I don't think everyone feels that way. But you're saying being an ethical player has been part of the reason that you've been able to go to the levels that you have because people see your company as an ethical player. So you believe you're a believer in that idea that if you're ethical, you're more likely to win.
0: Yeah um absolutely I, I think that look i can't control what anybody thinks about me or about my company um all i can do is try to work hard every day to present ourselves <clears throat> to do the right thing um and 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 present ourselves in in in, in the in the best light and um so, you guys have you know, a great reputation uh, you know, by the way so yeah, i i hear well, great thank you for- i mean um uh, now, we work hard at that. I mean, and it look, I mean, it costs money too, right? I mean, yeah. you have those decisions. I mean, that's what it really comes down to is like, okay, I'm gonna do the right thing and it's gonna cost me a bunch of money. Or am I gonna try to skate and try to save the money? I mean, that's mm-hmm. it really kind of goes this way that, right? Yeah. And so um, you know, that's our culture in our company is to let's focus on let's doing on, on doing the right thing first. And look, sometimes the right thing means like, no, I'm not gonna let you get away with that. I'm not gonna let you take advantage mm-hmm. of me, right? Yeah. So yeah. You know, but um, but but a culture of fairness and a culture of equity, um, and and I th- I feel extremely confident that anybody in my leadership team, anybody that's in management or company, like they understand that we want to do the right thing, um, mm. and um, and so I think if you put that out there, then you're going to get that back.
1: You know, mm. I like it. So I'm guessing a lot of smaller roofing company owners or even medium sized come to you occasionally and say can you help me out? <laughs> they probably want you to consult with them more than you have time for. So let's just do a mini consulting for uh, the, the people that are either stuck at like five or 10 or 20 million. They're stuck. So what are your suggestions right. for getting over some of those natural kind of speed bumps that happen on the way to, to helping more people with the shelter and the ability to... Yeah. Um, and I guess for for businesses, too, to be able to build a uh, awesome business and uh, all the different things that roofs go on, I guess. Yeah. Long
0: question. Well, um, you know, for smaller companies or companies that are just having their first big win or their first big year, um, there's a couple just really simple. I mean, you think no brainer type things, but sometimes you guys just don't think about it. Um Number one, you got to figure out where your plateaus are, what your your maximum capacity that you yourself or maybe your limited staff can handle and start to figure out what pieces you need to add, you know, into the stack in order to be able to handle that greater volume, handle that Mm -hmm. the sales or um, the production, whatever, whatever piece of it is is that you're weak on. Um, And you got to be willing to invest in that. Um, but you also have to be really careful that you're not just throwing money at problems and not really getting solutions out of the spend, you know, Mm. um, another real big thing is, um, that's a good point. Pay your people, pay your suppliers, pay your people and pay your suppliers first and pay yourself and buy your toys last, right? Because (laughs) that's what roofers love to do. They love to go and (laughs) go buy a new truck, you know, and, and, uh, um, so you see that a lot in the industry you know you hear the stories all the time about the guys and and, and um they think of it as a uh a, a means to uh recruit or grow their company because they're mm-hmm. you know they're peacocking right yeah. um and um and so you do have to be um you got to be cognizant of that and i'm saying that there's anything wrong with that you just got to make sure you do it at the right time right you make sure you can actually yeah. sustain that so um so yeah those are like the two big things that i see you know where um the company owners they just got to be really smart about it so
1: if you're not using company cam you're in the old ways you know if you are taking pictures and going through extra steps of having to download them on a computer having to email them out to people show somebody print
0: them out whatever it is company cam has everything you want
1: so plateaus you you mentioned that there's plateaus mm-hmm. that and what resources do you need to go at it from so you know I, I think about the order of things and when you're a super early business i i personally think service like you talk about craftsmanship right service is number 1 then i personally think sales is number 2 and people always are asking like sales sales guys or marketing and i'm always like sales and then marketing you layer yeah. that in and they should be good at door knocking and all the different things that you hunt for yourself not just you know cuz otherwise they sit around and I, I am proud of the fact that we yeah. make lead lead babies and i say that we make babies but um from your point of view what are the order of things let's say let's say that 10 to 20 million range like if you were to be accidentally over uh Overhired in a certain area, what would you over hire in? Like, where, where do you push first when there's, when you're trying to figure out that, that order between service and sales and, and marketing and other stuff?
0: Um, well, I think the order of priority is based upon what's your makeup of your team. Mm. If your team is really strong in sales and that's the easy part. So then the hard part is making sure you're delivering the quality and the service that, that, your salespeople are, are probably promising, right? Are you salespeople sometimes? Yeah.
1: Are your installers? Like, are they do you use subcontractors or how do you how do you do all that?
0: Yeah, we use we we, yeah. we use subs and we and we self for perform work. So it just depends okay. on the types of projects where we're at, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and do but, you, you guys you know, probably
1: don't have any trouble getting crews like like the right kinds of crews and that type of stuff. You guys probably are pretty well networked with with all that.
0: Well, I mean, I, I wish it was perfect. But uh, yeah. no, I mean, we do generally, um, I, I I would say we probably have an easier time staffing projects than uh, than some other companies. Um, but that due to two reasons. Um, number one, you know, our size and volume guys, you know, um, guys know they come to work for us and we can keep mm-hmm. them busy. Um, and we try really hard to, to pay on the higher end of the pay scale. I mean, we know what mm. the market is, we know what, you know, other companies are paying. And, uh, and and we make a concerted effort to pay more. Um, hmm. We're willing to give up that margin um, in order to have the availability of the labor resources and the accountability of the labor resources.
1: Mm. I like that. That's good. That's a good way to, way to think about it. And I, I heard on your last podcast or one of the recent podcasts that you were on, the Start, Build, Grow Show, you were talking about the weirdness of, you know, you have to not only empower leaders, you have to empower leaders that have to lead that even some cases the those people also have to lead. So just that, the amount of layering that goes on in your organization. Um, What are some things that you've been learning lately about empowering leaders on your team?
0: Man, I tell you, that's the the most difficult thing that we have going on right now is um, teaching people. Well, first of all, helping people recognize that, getting out of the mindset of doing it themselves and i mean i'm talking about myself included because i'm a huge you know micromanaging do it yourself or, you know personality <laughs> Me too. um and um, and so getting all of our all of our team you know some of them have been with me for you know 18 years um <clears throat> getting them out of a mindset of doing it themselves or a really fatal mindset of um I don't have time. I'm too busy to teach somebody else how to do it. Like that is a huge trap, right? That just sucks you in. And um, and and you know, I I've had to learn it the hard way for myself. And now I'm having to teach people, you know, that to recognize the signs of that and recognize why it's so bad to say that, and then to, to grow past that. And I don't care how many seminars and leadership things and blah 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 I went to, until it clicks in your head it doesn't click in your head and then one day Mm -hmm. you're like oh crap you know so so um and then you know you get your 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 top tiers of 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 management into that and then the tiers below them now I don't have time to teach my top the the middle tiers right so I'm now I have my top tiers have to learn how to teach the middle tiers Mm -hmm. and those folks are going to have to learn how to teach you know, the, the, you know, the, the subsequent, subsequent mm. tiers. So it's recognizing it, it's fixing it for yourself. Then it's learning how to have, you know, your subordinates, your direct reports, recognize it and learn it for themselves. And then, and then, you know, on, uh, on outward as we, uh, as we continue to grow and, uh, growth is hard. I mean, it means that you're doing something different all the time. It means that you're figuring stuff out um and um uh, you really gotta uh, uh, you really gotta kind of take a moment every now and then to step back and really kind of analyze okay what am I doing what am I doing right what am I doing wrong you know it you know th- this is what I'm working towards do I want to continue working towards this do I want to do it now should I wait it's, you know etc so I have this bad habit of wanting to jump on opportunities because they're there. And my people are like, Whoa, chill out, dude. Like stop. <laughs> so yeah. um, That's such a big yeah. common thread
1: yeah. with a lot of like, like company owners like you that are doing very, very well. It seems like there's a lot yeah. of that where it's like a lot of like restraint <laughs> required to run a successful company. Cause there's, there's, it's almost cause there's so many good things going on that it's hard to stop yourself. It, it feels like
0: yeah yeah well it's uh it was interesting i was having a lunch uh a couple days ago with a a friend of mine and uh, he made a comment that um and he's also uh, an entrepreneur entrepreneur and um, and he made a comment that he had to have a realization that just because he wanted to do something new and maybe and in his case that he was you know hey i'm bored i want to try to do something new but is it fair to ask your people to try to go and and uh, execute on that? You know, mm. and he said I had to kind of step, take a step back. And once I realized that, hey, it might not be fair for me to ask people for these things, then it kind of changed his mentality towards what he wanted to chase or what he didn't want to chase. So um, my in my situation and with CMR, you know, we've got, you know, like that that goal of leveling out our commercial and our retail revenue. That's really where our growth is is on the commercial side where we're doing different things. Um, we're also kind of um, reconfiguring our uh, storm damage response um, to chase a broader range of uh, storm damage uh, uh, type projects um, because traditionally we were very focused on specialty, high-end, um, high average contract value projects. Um, and that's where the space we operated in for 20 years. Um, and we're not going to be able to maintain, you know, our revenue levels in a, in just a regular hailstorm type scenario, um, with limiting our, uh, uh, projects to just chasing after and cherry picking that type of stuff. So, um we're now focusing on broadening what we're chasing after and going after more mainstream what I call commodity roofing type projects or you know your traditional roof siding gutter you know asphalt shingle projects and so that while that may not necessarily translate into revenue growth um it will help contribute to maintaining existing revenues Uh, but it's like we're growing because it's we're doing different stuff than what we traditionally did so yeah. it's a change
1: so for so, you it's like the consistency um, is just as important as these like jolts of revenue <laughs> you're you're thinking a lot about consistency
0: oh ab- absolutely i mean um and especially with uh uh the number of employees that we have i mean um like mean, I, I don't like calling anybody and saying hey sorry but we gotta let you go i mean i mm-hmm. absolutely hate that so it's worth it for me to work harder to figure out how i can provide you know this place where i don't have to make those calls you know um you know and uh and uh i think that that contributes to why people want to work hard for the company is because they know the company's working hard for them
1: that's good so another you know kind of failure that can take in roofing companies sometimes is, is overhead gets high, high, high. And at every level, that's like a it's something that we're kind of combating whatever level our business is at. So how do you not drown in overhead? What are some things that you kind of stay
0: vigilant on as a team? Well, I mean, the solution to being broke is to make more money. Right. So <laughs> I mean, it's really is that simple. So, um, you know, um, <clears throat> I think that as you take on overhead, uh, you got to be aware of where it's at. Um, you got to run the numbers make sure that you can't, that you're not going to run out of gas before you reach your destination. Um, and, um, you know, and, 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 and look, I mean, it's always a little bit of a gamble, right? I mean, you hire that one extra person and, you know, that cost can, can, can tank your margins or whatever, um, you know, depending on what level that you're at, but, um, I think the biggest thing for like storm damage contractors is it is that ebb and flow, that up and down. Um, And, um, you know, I just, I didn't like being in that situation where you're always just betting on that next storm to happen. And then you're having to decide, okay, do I let people go now or do I let people go, you know, Oh wait, let's wait till hurricane season. Oh wait, we didn't Mm -hmm. get a hurricane. Uh, You know, like, I mean, you just, Mm -hmm. so that's uh, really the reason why we focused hard on, um on diversifying our 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 income streams mm. um for a long time we were able to operate and we we're pretty stable you know it was you know 20 30 million a year um pretty consistent we could hit that um and you know we the company was was structured that and it, it, it wasn't a hard thing to achieve and whenever we were getting a little bit behind that just meant that you know the leadership or the ownership had to get out there and go sell more jobs. Right. Mm. Um, and go put, you know, hit the, kind of mash the gas just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's how you, those were kind the of days, huh? Well, those were the now, good old days. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I better go sell two this month, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I and, like that. Uh, big, ones, big ones. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: imagining those would be pretty big ones to pop on an extra couple thousand here or there. That- <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Sales Transformation Group, the number one sales and transformation platform in the construction industry. If you're looking for new ways to professionalize your sales force and generate more profits for your business, find out more at salestransformationgroup.com slash hookagency. Yeah, so... A couple million, excuse
0: me, a couple million here or there. Yeah, so in a couple... Um, Yeah, I mean, I think any roofing company can survive really well if the owner can go out and sell a million to two million a year. I mean, they can't go yeah. under unless they're just absolutely completely foolish with it. I mean, they're making. So it's almost like make sure owner. you're not the or overhead. Funding the company with their own commissions, you know. Yeah, I,
1: I hear you saying like make sure you're not the overhead. If you're a small business, you know, make sure you're contributing.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: So. Any other things that you would say to, to, because I know basically I'm, I'm saving you the time to not have to go consult with these five and $10 million roofing companies that want to know your experience. Any other like stories or things that you share with a lot of roofing company owners as you talk to them, like things that to avoid or things to focus on?
0: Well, you know, it's back to what I said earlier, you know, focus on, focus on actually delivering what you're selling. Um, you know, um, it's so, so easy for so many companies, um, to go sell a roof and, and, and difficult for them to build it, you know? So if you're really strong on sales, you know, make sure that, make sure you have good crews and guys that are doing the work the right way, you know, you know, if it costs you extra money to have a really good crew, spend that extra money, you know, save money in the long run, um, but not having problems, not having, uh, uh, people chasing you for warranty claims and things, um. And I think you ultimately you sell more work because you're doing because uh, people see the work and they recognize that. Um, if you're not as strong on the sales side and you're you know more focused on the on the operation side, you know find that you know find that rainmaker, you know, and um, really focus and understand that that uh, that that you know you have to shore yourself up where your where where your weaknesses are. Um, <clears throat> do good work, um, like I said, you know pay your bills first, you know, pay your crews, pay your suppliers um, and pay yourself last. Um, it's probably the, the biggest thing where I see guys get in trouble, you know, or they'll go and reinvest in the company, but they'll reinvest in marketing and all this other stuff. And- Ooh.
1: As, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the marketing guy, well, so I have to encourage that.
0: <laughs> no, right, I'm just, but like, you gotta pay your, your supplier, you gotta pay your labor, Yep. You got to pay your labor. You got to pay your, you got to pay your, your, suppliers. And then what's left over is what you can reinvest into the. Yes. Company. I like that. You know?
1: I like that. What happens yeah, I, is I just think like, for us, guys, it's like, yeah, I know that companies are healthy in other ways. Like if they're, if they're pushing, if they know service, if they know how to make sure the job is done well and are profitable, that's ultimately the ones that we want to market anyway. So I'm cool with that. Um, Anything yeah. that you're learning or doing as far as like culture and like keeping your people um like, I don't know, you know, how are you keeping your teams happy these days? I think that there's, there's, it's been a little <laughs> bit more difficult for people to find great people and keep them. So are there things that you're learning on that side that you want to share?
0: Well, um, when it comes to your sales force, um, the first thing you do is you just pay them, yeah. you know? Um, and, uh, you know, I think we, we have a good program, um, uh, a, a good and really fair system of uh, draw system, um, where, um, you know, they the, the reps are able to come in and they're able to make money. And even if it takes really long time for their jobs to get built, you know, we have a mechanism to where, um, we can, uh, help support them as long as they're working and selling and, and, and producing, um, if, you know, we're willing to support them. Um, hmm. and, uh, that is a big so problem. In the know, industry. Yeah. I've, yeah. Know. Yeah. The good old stack and the good old stack and starve is not a good way to, to build a sales force, you know, yeah.
1: so, so you found a way to pay them uh, in the meantime, even if the job is still in progress, that's good.
0: That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. or pending you know um you know in florida a lot of these jobs you know they take 18 months to get through get the first check you know so hmm. um you got to figure out how to keep these uh keep these reps working and, and and keep them supported so um you know with employees i mean obviously we you know and and with the company wide, you do and we do a lot of company fun um you know motorsports is a great way to keep keep our uh, our folks engaged um give them something a little bit more than just a nine to five to work towards. Um sure. but um you know, understand that, that the company's involved in doing a lot of really cool stuff. And so um so that's another uh, piece of it and I think that's really helped us with recruiting and retention um is just making it a cool place to be.
1: I love it. So can you give a little uh what is the dot com and what's your pitch to either other roofers or people that might want to work for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, we're always happy to, to team with individuals or with other companies um, to uh, work together, to pursue opportunities. So, um, you know, I got a call, you know, the other day, um, hey, I've got a million square foot roof, and I have, you know, no idea what to do with this opportunity. You know, <laughs> um, and I said, okay, well, we can run this through our departments and, you know, and uh, work on this project together. Um, so we're we're always happy to do that. Um, and, uh, as far as, um, you know, working with, uh, you know, individuals or teams, um, we can, um, in storm situations we've got some programs set up where, you know, a, say a team that's, you know, slow at home, uh, maybe they're a, 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 a hometown, a, a small town roofer, or a, um, have a very narrow, uh, geographic radius. Um, they can come out and come work a storm with us and, I mean, we can send them home in 30 or 60 days with nice. all of their commissions paid. Um, like and, uh, so we call it, we call that the fast five model and, um, it's really designed for, for, for outfits that like, man, I don't want to go to Omaha, Nebraska and get a license and get set up and get an office and do all this other stuff and, you know, be the out of town contractor and all this other, um, I can go team up with CMR and, you know, CMR has built tens of millions of dollars worth of work there. And, um, but. Well, when I decide that I want to go home, okay, uh, me being the the the, the, the partner, um, you know, C M R is going to pay me in full on everything that I've sold and everything I've done to date, and I don't have to worry about bouncing back and forth to get my jobs built and get money collected and everything else. So, and we've got mm-hmm. some good program. We've got a really good program for that that we're really excited about.
1: Would they just go to you guys' main website then and contact you, or what's your preferred method for getting for them getting in contact with you?
0: yeah job jobs at cmrconstruction.com um, or go to the website and click on careers um either way um get in touch with us uh hit us up on facebook uh, instagram or whatever and uh be happy to, to talk to the teams about it we call it the fast five model um and uh you know basically sell a job and get paid in two weeks or less
1: all right i love it well everyone that's uh, steven sulle cmr construction and Roofing. And I I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. And, And thank you everyone for watching and listening to this podcast and see you later.
0: Great to be here. Thank you.